previously on the Simply Human Podcast. If the office building is on fire and there's women and children present, you get the heck out of there as fast as you can. Yeah, you run out as first as fast as you can then on the street and encourage them like, run out, go down the stairs, run out. It's episode 64 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is author of The Warrior Diet, Ari Hoffmeckler, a a former uh, Special Forces in the Israeli Army, is a uh, super interesting guy. Uh, Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Micah, and we're up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, science dinosaur nerd? What are you science dinosaur nerding me? <laughs> I don't know. You uh, you seem to know a lot about qu- quadruple uh, quadru- not quadriplegic dinosaurs. Yes, quadriplegic dinosaurs <laughs> just rolling around in their hover around with their colostomy bag. No, my uh, it's all because of my oldest son. He has he he'll be seven in May. He has just an encyclopedic knowledge of dinosaurs. Like it's pretty ridiculous. Like he could probably carry on like a conversation with an actual dinosaur scientist. <laughs> uh, and well, yesterday, well, today is Tuesday, so time machine talk. I think on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, we took the kids to a place. Uh, it's like an hour south of where we live. Uh, they have like a big dinosaur. It's like an outdoor kind of like dinosaur museum, but they have like plaster, uh, like models of dinosaurs, like actual size and stuff like that. And they think that stuff's cool. And uh, he was just really like nerding out like all day. So when you like daddy, right there is a Coelophyphus, but the next one down is a T-Rex. The T-Rex was a Cretaceous dinosaur, but Coelophyphus lived in the Jurassic. They can't live next to each other. <laughs> they don't eat the same pl-. I was like, oh "Son, son, 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 you're just going to have to relax today for that. <laughs> just suspend your disbelief Man, very slightly." That's crazy. Like so so when you did you like ask him uh like what I or showed him what I said about. Oh, like, no, no, I knew that from all these thousands of books he's read and facts he's told me because the picture Mark is talking about, I put it on Facebook. I took a selfie, ah, selfie, Mark Rogers, selfie. <laughs> I took a selfie of me and my wife. You're the selfie king. In Thank front you. of, I'm not the selfie king. Yes. In front of a, uh, the statue of the Stegosaurus, just being like, hey, man, we're having a good time. No. Well, uh, I put that on Facebook. It actually ended up, ended up being a good picture. I take the worst pictures ever. I always look like I am super duper stoned. My eyes are always very squinty and or they're closed. It just looks ridiculous. But it's a good picture of both of us. Well, there's the Stegosaurus thing in the background, and Mark commented on there, Look out, Rick! They're after you! And my response was, huh, A quadrupedal herbivore, such as members of the Stegosaur family, First of all, would not be able to catch a person because they move so slowly. And secondly, they wouldn't have any reason to bother you because they have uh, small mouths that could not eat meat and also didn't like to eat meat. Idiot. You stupid moron. <laughs> so you put me in my place on the dinosaur. That's marriage. right. Served. I'm sorry. You've um, been served, dinosaur man. <laughs> so, so, on, uh, so last week I had a late night, Friday night, and then Saturday night was the ride along. Uh, ah, yes, until four the ride along. Then Sunday night. By the way, was, if anyone's wondering, uh, if you're on pins and needles from our story from oh, last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. I ended up uh, catching the guy that wouldn't give his name and then calling him a complaint and then giving his name. Turned out he had warrants. I got him on Sunday. So sweet. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want I want you to tell that story real quick. But uh, so then like I had a stressful day on Sunday because of the Cowboy game, the Des catch, and all that. Oh my gosh. And then Don't and then stop Monday this, night, yeah. I watched the national championship game on someone's back porch, and it was like 32 degrees. They had heaters, but it was still very cold. On why did you watch it outside they just just wanted to watch it outside so i was outside freezing my my tail off so on tuesday i got the flu and uh and uh, and had the flu all week so uh so that was fun times way to go genius yeah my bed looked like a uh like a college dorm room there was like my guitar was out in it there was like trash yeah just all of everything scattered about your your bed yeah it was uh it was pretty funny so um but i'm but i'm but i'm okay uh, everything is good now. So, well, oh, so, tell, you so tell your story. How did you get him? I mean, there's not much of a story. I just I did some research and found out where the guy lived, and uh, it took me a couple times, like three times, to go by his house. But the last time, I just knocked on the door on Sunday night. I was like, "Hey, is uh, such and such home?" And his dad was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I need to talk to him." And he came out. And I was like, "Gotcha, you're under arrest." And this part is funny. He was like, uh, "You might have to bleep part of this, or I'll just try to self censor." He's like, "Aren't you that punk a cop that stopped me the other night?" 
and I shut him down because I called to file a complaint. And I was like, yep, you're under arrest. And his face was like, what do you mean I'm under arrest? Oh, did he think maybe you were coming there to like apologize to him? I have no idea, but he was very surprised when I was like, hey, Oh, wait, bleep, bleep his name. Because <laughs> you said hey, his last name hey, on the last yeah. la- la- Hey, show. dude, you're under arrest. And he was like, what for? And he was so, he was kind of sad. It was really funny. <laughs> Man, they didn't try to like shoot you or anything. They just. No, it was a very, you. very plain chain. Like, hey, how's it going? You got a warrant. Like, those are always fairly easy for yeah. the most part. So. Sweet. Well, is there anything else? Uh, you, you haven't tried to like cook any. Uh mosquitoes in the microwave or anything like that i had to take my car to the shop this morning that's That's pretty pretty exciting talk about real life gotta take my christmas lights down today i I did that yesterday okay here's the problem if you live like in and i'm sure we have listeners like in you know minnesota and canada and like really cold places that like right now are really cold still outside in texas it's like 70 degrees today so it's crazy but uh yeah, I took my if Christmas you live in like lights Minnesota, down. Minnesota, do you get up on the roof when it's like negative twenty degrees outside to take your Christmas lights down? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because yesterday I took my Christmas lights off with no shirt on, and I was like, "Man, of course you did." You- <laughs> like, oh, everybody, watch me do some calisthenics up here on my roof too. Watch me do some squats below parallel while I'm taking my Christmas lights down. <laughs> taking down Christmas. You just brought your dumbbells up on top of this roof. Keep dropping them and they rolling off the roof. But I've got to do that. Uh, I'll be doing that this afternoon, taking them down. So you know, we'll a lot be- of a lot of awesome, interesting. Uh, <laughs> You know, sub- oh, I bet you Rick uh, got called, but his mechanic was supposed to be calling him. So I will use that as the podcast gods telling us to get on with it. So let's get on with our interview with Ori Hoffmeckler. Uh, just a, I read his book several years ago, and the fact that I was able to talk to him for quite a while uh, the other day was just a, a thrill for me. So here's Ori. We talk about a bike wreck uh, that stress is a part of life. One meal a day, question mark. Uh, be a predator, not prey. Interval training, stress activity foods, heat shock proteins, nutritional stress, and it, it being the most important stress, eating trees, longevity pathways, and rest. Here's Ori. All right, joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, I am just super thrilled and extremely honored to be joined by Ori Hoffmeckler, founder of Defense Nutrition. He's an author, athlete, and researcher whose formative military experience prompted a life interest in survival science. Ori, welcome to the show. My pleasure. And now, okay, I have to tell you the story about it was. A, it was. I'll never forget it, like the month and year, and, I, and you'll you'll understand why in a minute. But it was in the fall of 2011, and I was driving home from a business trip or something, and I had a friend text me, "Have you heard of the warrior died?" And I was like, "No." So she she, she writes back and sort of explains the whole premise and I'm thinking you've lost your mind that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard and and well before I go back to the story I have basically done warrior diet since then and this has been what four years now and uh, so I, I tried it and I, at the time I was doing long endurance races I was doing uh, Ironman half Ironmans marathons stuff like that and I was going out on these 50 60 mile bike rides in a fasted state, you know, that kind of thing. I started fueling with fat and all that. And and I went out with a, a buddy of mine who's an orthopedic surgeon. We went, and, and I've told the story on the podcast before, but I got hit and run over by a PT cruiser. Well, when I got hit, I was telling my friend about the warrior diet. So, like, any wow. anytime we, that the wreck comes up or, like, in my scar, you know, is, is uh, yeah, I'm fine. I didn't break any bones or anything. It was sort of a miraculous deal, but that's always the thing. Like, he's always like, hey, warrior diet. Ah! crash and so I, I know exactly when i started i was on september 24th of 2011 uh, i'll never forget it so uh so thank you for uh, for writing the warrior diet now t- tell me about you have a super interesting background um so j- just sort of start from kind of how you got into all this and how you're an author of so many books and so, so where did you come from well i'm native israeli i was born in israel and uh was always interested in survival, but you know, I was raised in an environment that encouraged it. Uh, Israeli boys at that time were encouraged to be tough. Uh, in early age, they already uh, teach you some survival outdoor, you know, maneuvers and stuff, drills. Uh, 
uh, it's probably different, a bit different now, but that was my generation. So since I'm a kid, I'm very interested in um, um, the ideas behind, not just the idea behind the survival, how does it affect you? But that was more out of naive practice. It was uh, during my military service that I realized that when I reduce my feeding during the day, uh, without any fear of loss of energy on everything, just because it's not viable, it's not comfortable to run drills or fight or flight on a full stomach. Right, like you're going to break for lunch in the middle of a drill or something, right? it just doesn't work, and I don't have a great stomach. Let's put it like this. I cannot shove in a lot of food and then run for hours, and (laughs) then later on, when we were moving into desert condition, in the Judea desert, it was extremely difficult to even think about eating much during the day. You actually have to adjust yourself to the environment that you live under. Cut it short. That's how the warrior diet was born without being called the warrior diet. Right. And, and I'll, I'll just, my, just real quick, yeah. like you, you know, people hear the warrior diet, they think of like, you know, okay, he's talking about, you know, going out with a sword and all this stuff. No, your, your definition of warrior is sort of that there's this instinct deep within us all um, that we can sort of unleash by, by eating and moving in certain ways. Correct. Um, under stress, the body reacts biologically in a very specific way, and that's not just us. That's, that's a treat. The stress response is as evolutionary conserved as life itself. Right. I will extend it, if you like, a little bit more later, but just for the point. You know, stress response protein, like heat shock protein, appear in evolution before life appears. This is how old and conserved a stress response is because stress is inherent to life. It's inherent to the evolution of life. Without stress, there is no meaning to life. Um, And there is no life without the ability to respond to stress. So if we understand it, the concept is to develop resistance to stress because it allows you not just to avoid injury or death by accident or fight elements, it actually biologically allows you to live longer in much better state, and I'll, I'll, I'll go on on that a little bit later. Right. For and now, the warrior before... diet was based on the idea that we need to eat one main meal a day. Right, and that's it's where people... later on that I found out that this diet was followed adamantly by a group of warriors in the past, from the ancient Greeks to the Romans, definitely the Spartans, they were right. assisting on that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's sort of where people, sort of their eyes, eyes glaze over, is when you tell them basically, all right, what the warrior diet is, and it's really like the warrior diet to me could could be redefined as just sort of a human diet. It's a, it's a very natural human diet. We weren't designed to eat six meals throughout the day. Our ancestors didn't eat every two hours. That, that's insane to think we about We are not that. grazing animals. Yeah. No, we are not designed for that. And the only time that you can eat frequently is in an area that you have no accessible food. So if your calorie go down, color intake go down dramatically and you are stuck out there in the savannah or in open grassland where there's hardly any food found, then whenever you find something and you're already on a deficit, energy deficit, you can eat. But basically, the ideal human feeding cycle, and there's evidence for that, is based on one main meal a day, preferably at night. Against all the odds, we are nocturnal eaters. Right. We are one of the species that benefit from eating at night rather than in the morning. Right. Another. Speaking of uh, predators, you know, my uh, my beagle is uh, is after someone at the front door. If you can hear that in the background, but uh, uh, there, something in your book you talk about this really sort of resonated with me is like prey. The grazing animals, the ones who are who are being hunted, graze all day, like cows Correct. and deer. And then the predators are the opposite. They don't eat. 
They don't eat throughout the day. And so if you want to be like, you know, uh, uh, you can sort of uh, parallel this with your work life, your your social life, whatever it is. If you want to sort of be sort of the prey and, and you know, yeah, that's fine. Eat all day. But if you want to like kick butt, be like a predator, you know, it's like it's like this. This really is a is a great way to sort of tap into all that. So, Mark, um, it's funny that you say that because it is not just true. It's much more even true than people imagine. I'm currently working on a new book. Um, it's about the stress principle. It's actually will reveal um, impacts of stress that people cannot believe how far can it reach. I would try to prove that you can double, perhaps even triple your lifespan by applying certain kind of stressed nutrients, what we call stress nutrients, that mimic the effect of fasting and exercise on your body. Hear me on that. Now we are talk. We just talked in the way that cover how humans support, how frequent humans are supposed to eat, and perhaps what they need to eat. What was the early human diet? These are all very interesting, important questions because each species evolved for certain kind of foods. Right. However, science on the past few years, not so much, but I would say on the past fifteen maybe trace of it 30 years ago, that's it, three decades ago, there's evidence that stressed organisms produce compounds that are called stress-response compounds or stress-activated food nutrients, we call it SAF nutrient, that not only protect the plant or the microbacteria, microorganism from stress, from heat shock, from cold shock, from death, from starvation, from too much salt or trauma, it provides same benefit and even more so to the animal or human that consume them. Huh. This is a shock to the system because these nutrients are not necessarily vitamin or minerals. They are actually stress-activated nutrients that trigger the same genes and pathways that exercise or fasting trigger in your body. Now, how is that different than, you know, especially in Western culture where people are just stressed all the time? There's never a time of, of eustress, of, of the good stress. And so sort of talk about, in your research, what have you seen um, between... This is a great question, in fact, Mark. And it has a chapter on my book. Oh, cool. It's called Chronic Stress Versus Acute Stress. Yeah. We human and all, all organisms, all organisms, except for some microorganisms, we have not, we evolved to strive only on intermittent stress. Right. Never on chronic stress. Right. Which, what he means by that is, Quick bouts of stress, high intensity stress, and then uh, and then a time period of recovery, and that's in your in your book too. You talk Correct. about how uh, sort of the the uh, tempo or interval training, you know, is can be better Correct. for your system than just going out and running for like three hours. It could be short interval or could be seasonally, depend how intense the stress. If the the higher the stress here, the shorter the interval should be. Right. But you can definitely endure a few weeks or even three months in your life of nutritional stress and still strive. You understand? Right, right. As long as it's not chronic. Yes. Uh, you can endure heat shock. Go to a sauna. Go to an area that it's extremely warm. Go to a day of it with. And you strive on it, but if you're going to be under chronic heat shock, it could kill you. Right. And the same thing with everything else, exercise. Short, insane bout of exercise, extremely beneficial. Turn it chronic, like, um, look at Olympian long-distance runners who run like 100 miles a week. None of them reach longevity. Right. In fact, they are one of the sickest society. They don't age well. They die young. They die from infection disease, uh, accelerated aging-related diseases, and inflammatory disease. Right, because they're just so stressed all the time. Be- yeah. Because the stress is chronic. 
Yeah. So when you see those people who go to the gym and obsessively running hours and hours every day and count the calories, initially they do something good, but in the end of the day they do something very bad. Look, another example, and this very tricky situation with stress. If, if a person is like yourself, who is in tune with his nature, and, and that's including your bigger dog, or any animal which is uncaged or healthy, um, we are looking for stress. We have a stre- a, an instinct desire for stress, like desire for sex or food. And even if we don't do sport, most people like to watch football, bay, boxing matches, etc. We, a reality show, we action movies, we are attracted to stress. It's an instinct. Right. However, a stress response can be addictive. It feeds itself in a positive feedback control, not negative. That means that once you feel the endorphin high, for example, of exercise, if you continue to do it chronically, it could become addictive right. and well, detrimental. It, yeah, it's just like food. Uh, there's like a positive food. feedback. So if you're eating donuts all day, yeah, you're going to get a positive feel, initial feeling from that. But if all you ate is donuts all day... You know, you would end up just in a super inflamed, stressed uh, situation. It will kill you even faster than chronic exercise. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. But another interesting example is alcohol. You know, alcohol in small amount like wine, whatever, even a shot of clear vodka without sugar, will spike a stress response. It will really, uh, it does it in a very peculiar way, decrease the cell membrane fluidization. So you become, you, the body responds like to stress respond. There's a lot of positive benefit to drinking small amount of alcohol. However, because the, it is so involves such a sense of pleasure and it is addictive, it can turn to be addictive. Right. And we know what the result of binge alcohol. Right. So uh, there are, uh, uh, stress is a double-edged sword. We need to see it the way it is. But the worst of the worst is lack of stress. We were told that stress is detrimental, and we should avoid it by all means. In fact, when you look, Mark, all innovation is about how to live, make life less stressful. Right. Convenience, Cars, yeah. And, and elevator, spare yeah. physical hardship. Um, air conditioned spare... Uh, keep us away from heat and cold. Um, anything that we do, we spend money to feel more comfortable and less stressful. And they are also, of course, anti-stress pills and medication. But reality shows... So eventually, our society strongly and adamantly believe that stress is detrimental, should be avoided by all means. But reality show otherwise. Right, that is not how Science we show otherwise. Yeah. It's lack of stress. Let me, let me ask you this. Shorter the life of organism. So it's kind of like what you talked about, heat and cold. And, and so it's like we were not designed to wake up in a house, you know, heat, heated or cooled to 72 degrees, get in a car with air conditioning or heat, go to an office. We're just stuck on the same temperature the whole time. And I've always argued that we are designed to be exposed to variations in temperature. I, I've taken cold showers probably for the last four years and anytime You're I can get the exp- right thing Mark <laughs> <laughs> so explain what, what people think I'm crazy when I tell them that so why why is not. that not crazy you're not you're doing the right thing however you're doing it smart because look we are not here this is not a paleo diet when I'm asking people to go back to caveman situation right. for two reasons number one nobody knows the threshold of stress yet Number two, there's no single evidence that the caveman was a specimen, right. that he was much better than, a, than Mark, okay? Right. In fact, the whole idea behind the warrior diet that we are still looking to find a way to create the ideal human specimen that maybe in all sorts of evolution have not yet been created. Right. But what's interesting in stress response, when you, Mark, train, let's say, 30 minutes a day intensely, and take cold shower morning, evening, okay? Okay. It's sufficient enough to trigger stress response and your nutrition is, of course, right. intact. You nutritionally stress yourself for most of the day. 
There is no need to add additional stress and deliberately shoot yourself outdoor to the cold or to the desert heat. This exercise that you do, this short-term intense exposure already to the door, trigger the genes that signal your body to improve, adapt, and live longer. Yeah, and so that's kind of the whole, like... You can still have drive a Bentley. <laughs> right. You can still have a million-dollar home with <laughs> air condition and heating system full around, have wine every night, and still live much longer than normal. Right, and that, that the Simply Human, the, the name behind the, the Simply, comes from, like, I don't need to know... You know, it's, it would be really nice to know, and I'm really interested to know the science behind why we should be exposed to to different light, you know, uh, brightness and, and darkness, and uh, and why we should be exposed to different temperatures throughout the day. But I don't need you don't need to know the science. Just just our ancestors were exposed to that kind of stuff. Our ancestor didn't eat every two hours, so just do that and watch yourself turn into a transform into a healthier version of yourself. That's very correct, Mark. In fact, we evolved to strive to better survive under this condition. However, we don't yet know how far. Right. And what I'm bringing now, and you can see it on my website, it's called SAF, S-A-F, Stress Activated Food, is the knowledge of nutrients that our early ancestors used to eat. In fact, some evidence show it was 60% of the diet was done uh, uh, was derived from plant parts that we don't even eat today. Yeah. It was just removed after the modern human food chain. I'm talking about barks of trees or plants, rhizomes, pits, and peels that we now discard as waste. Inside these plant parts, and plant is a very interesting story, I'll come to it in a second, um, there are nutrients, alkaloids, mostly acids, and certain kind of phenols and even polyphenols that mimic the effect of exercise, huh. only that when exercise affects your body 30 minutes an hour a day, this needs to keep percolating in your system sometimes for 24 hours and transform your body to better survive in multiply action. I think the most important action is what heat shock can do for you, is the production of heat shock proteins. Most people don't know what is heat shock proteins. Right. It's a group evolutionary conserved protein, chaperones. Their job is not just protect you and protect your tissue from degradation, but actually search and destroy and recycle out every sick and cancer cell in your body. So is that like heat but, from water or uh, from like the sun or how, like what do you mean? It's called heat shock because the discovery of the first heat shock protein was done under heat stress. Okay. If I put you right now on 130 degrees, okay, Celsius. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, Fahrenheit no. tells you it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, You're going to yeah. boil. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 100, 100 degrees Celsius is boiling. Right. I would say 35, 40 degrees. 40 degrees Celsius is, Judea, is Sahara Desert condition. If I put you on that, your body will have to respond to this heat shock right. by producing protein that protects your tissue from degradation. Yeah. Protein unfolding cause denaturing and destruction of life. So, heat shock protein, that was the main function, but now we know it's a group of hundreds of proteins that play multiply other functions, including the ubiquitin system, which again, this is a system that search and destroy, digest every sick cell, broken cells, and cancerous or tumor cells in your body. Um, there is a process Mark one thing, the most important stress is nutritional stress. Huh. At least up to now, science recognized it. And how do you fact, stress yourself nutritionally? By, by simply under-eating or fasting 
for most of the day. Right. Now, in your book, and one of the things that I, how I, when I'm explaining it to people, if you're eating every two hours, your digestive enzymes are constantly working. They're constantly being depleted. Correct. When you go Correct. 16, 20, 22 hours, and, or 24 hours, and not eat anything, uh, you know, you actually give your digestive system a chance to rebuild those enzymes. And, and what I tell people, too, is like, if you're ever like, hungry for longer than about two minutes you're doing it wrong like you're not eating the right foods like i i can't remember the last time i ate before like noon and i'm never hungry i'm never hungry it's called adaptability and you're becoming smart you become resilient you have you already acquire very high survival awareness most people today have no survival awareness think about it mark the industry don't want you to be survive to have right. this awareness. want you to be sick yeah the industry wants you to keep buying these golden sweetened cereal and candy bars and Betty Crocker and Aunt Jemima and Quaker Oats <laughs> and all of them. Just get them. Just constantly buy them and constantly eat. Yeah. Um, the truth is that frequent feeding is detrimental. It makes you weak. It makes you sick. It makes you less resistant to stress, and it, the worst of it, it shortens your life, not in a nice way. Right. Um, but there's another element, and the element is plant food. I myself am not, veg- I'm not vegan. Yeah. I do not eat meat, but I'm not vegan. I do eat eggs and dairy and fish. I just don't like to eat mammals, and I don't like to eat birds. I like them too much. <laughs> they seem to me too intelligent, yeah. and I just don't eat them. Right. Um, well, you, you mentioned tree bark uh, earlier, and if you, if you, yes. uh, if people that listen to the show know that I'm the kind of guy. We had somebody on that talked about cricket flour and how crickets are really uh, healthy, and so I went out and started harvesting crickets in my backyard and eating crickets, and so now you know my, my co-host is going to hear this and and hear that you mentioned tree bark and then joke that I'm going to be outside, you know, gnawing on my trees <laughs> at night. <laughs> well, the, the po- we are living in the 21st century. You don't have to eat tree bark. <laughs> we find a way now to isolate nutrients right. from yeah. tree bark. And ancient people used to do the same. It's called, it's called concoction. They used to ground the bark and put it through fluids either acid or water with acid and extract the nutrient into some kind of a bitter teas or liquids or sauces that did contain this nutrient. We don't have that today. Right. Um, some of the stuff leaked, but not in high potency. My job, Defense Nutrition, is now dedicated with this knowledge to bring back this nutrient in high potency, natural potency, but high enough to the modern human consumer, the smart consumer, understand how important it is, and the science and the studies there, and we are currently doing even more studies, how to, um, on the incredible benefit of these nutrients. So, like, are you, now, you mentioned, you have a book coming out, or is it just, a, like, what, what are you... I, it's still at work. I, I hope that I will finish it by the end of the year. Okay. But I w- I'm already releasing blogs. Okay. In and that area. Is that at the defensenutrition.com? Yes. Okay, awesome. Go for SAF and trade. And all our products, all our products are compliant with the SAF philosophy. We never use sugar. We never use fructose. We never use chemicals. We never use sugar alcohol. We create products or bars with technology that does not exist. We even created the sugar substitute that look like sugar, funk like sugar, is 100% fiber. Huh. Uh, so, my my job my job and our is to offer solution, practical solution, not right. just talk. Though I believe that your show is extremely important because you are talking about practical solutions, and you're talking about vision, which is still very controversial right. to most people. We are also we believe that it's very important to conquer the bottom of the junk food chain, and offer people very healthy alternative, not less unhealthy, but rather completely healthy alternative because humans are always attracted to food. So we need to provide alternative that cut on the calorie, definitely eliminate the sugar, but also eliminate the artificial sweetener, the chemical, 
and everything. I think it's going to be a great step ahead. But SAF by itself, providing this nutrient, will do a huge change. I'm telling you, Mark, when we launched the first line, we gave it to our office because everybody were curious. I start to get reports from people, and it's all true. They didn't even change their diet. They start to drop weight. I got one friend who is associate with me. He, he was overweight, and he just told me yesterday, uh, no, a few days ago, that in two months he lost about 32 pounds without changing the diet just by taking soft. Jeez. So I'm not trying to say anything or promise anything, but when you look at the science, you understand what happened here. Right. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah, so it's basically like you're putting people, it's not like you know everybody always wants the magic pill that will exercise and do all this stuff for you. Well, it's like you guys have, have looked at, okay, what happens in the body when you are, you know, when you're stressed in a healthy ways by your diet, by your movement, all this stuff. See, and here's then, what happened. It's a very good question, Mark, again. Very few people really try to understand the mechanism. Why nutritional stress and exercise are so beneficial for us? In fact, why nutritional stress is the, is the most important one in all organisms? You know, it has shown to double the lifespan of yeast. Now it has shown to double the lifespan of mice and, um, and fruit flies. So we are moving into mammals. It's very interesting. What's going on here? They, there are two known longevity pathways. One of them is called the sirtuin, and the other one is even more important. It's called AMPK, AMP-activated kinase. It's, it's a pathway that is based on the kinase enzyme that is very sensitive to the energy balance in your body and in your cell. And against all the odds, Mark, AMPK is activated when there is a lack of energy, when you are under energy stress, not when you are overloaded. When you are overloading, like we, we're taught, oh, we need energy, we need food to get energy, we need right. food to build muscle. Every time you load your energy, you shut out this amazing mechanism, this amazing longevity pathway. Huh. But let me tell you what it does. When it's activated, and again, most people hardly activate it at all. But when it's activated, such as when you're fasting or under eating during the day or fasting and exercise, even more so, it is very sensitive um, to the AM adenosine monophosphate, which is a byproduct of energy breakdown. Right. Every time you break out ATP twice, it produces AMP. And when AMP concentration elevates, it triggers AMPK. When this kinase is on, your body switch in completely, going through a complete metabolic switch. You, you shift from typical carbohydrate metabolism to fat burning. All fat gain and cholesterol gain is inhibited. The body shifts into fat burning and glucose burning too. Glucose utilization in the muscle increases substantially. The body is in a mode, survival mode, to be efficient in utilizing the energy, spend rather than build. It's kind of a catabolic state, but a positive. Heat shock protein are then activated again to search and destroy sick and cancer cells. Another process happens, it's called autophagocytosis, where the cell itself go to cleansing. Every broken protein is recycled out and rebuilt. It's like you renovate your house or your car. The overall result, total rejuvenation, repair anti-inflammatory, inhibition, reduction of cholesterol, most importantly, AMPK, activated AMPK, increase your insulin sensitivity, can reverse diabetes. It's an incredible phenomena, again, that the vast majority of our society today are missing chronically. Right. And I, I can't... When you do it every day, your body rejuvenates itself every day. It's almost like the jellyfish. Theoretically, you can live quadruple and even more so your life. Yeah, that's crazy. So imagine yourself that you follow your lifestyle now, and you also take nutrients which are AMPK activators. 
imagine the benefit that you get from that. And early human did. So here is the interesting phenomena that anthropologists and biologists are now realizing. You humans today are the first society, we are the first society that have are suffering from age related disease. Right. In fact, in the past very few people actually aged. They died like young people from infection, fight or flight, uh, injuries, accidents, predation. They did not die from aging. Right. We are the first society who not just so suffer from aging, we suffer from premature aging. So yes, statistically we live longer than the cavemen because they die from injury. But they die young and we are dying old. Yeah. Old and sick. Yeah. Well, this it's is a huge difference. I can't believe that uh, that we're out of time, but I, I want to wrap up before I do. Um, we will keep everybody posted, and, and uh, I'll I'll check your website uh, frequently. And whenever you, whenever the SAFs are uh, are ready for, uh, no, the SAF is already there. Okay, we great. already produced the initial line. We continue with this. Awesome, because we are doing research. But the initial line of the SAF. Is already there. Okay, great. And I highly recommend everybody to download or buy or whatever. I like I like my Warrior Diet uh, in hard copy because I've got it highlighted everywhere. Uh, other great books uh, that that Ori has written: Unlock Your Muscle Gene, which I've read, and the Anti Estrogenic Diet, which I have read. Um, that was one of the first books I got on my Kindle a few years ago. So, but Ori, before I let you go, I have to ask you a question that I've asked uh, every new guest that comes on the show, and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to have anything to do with Anything that we've talked about, but it, it, the question is this. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? These are two questions. Yeah, right. But you can pick, I guess you pick, pick like either. The either one or. thing that I enjoy very much is rest because I'm missing it. I honestly <laughs> like to go to nice, warm places and... Enjoy, especially with the view to the water, I really like to enjoy it. But even more so, I love animals. I love my family, of course, and I like to spend time with them. But I, I, we rescue animals. I love animals. And I really enjoy spending time and see how a, a rescue animal get back its life and enjoy its life. We have here... Uh, big bald dogs and mixes and cats and even some of my and uh, my employees are animal lovers so we integrate i really love uh seeing that and that's it i don't know i'm just shooting you from <laughs> no, that's, the top that's, of my head that's great and that, yeah i like to sort of uh ambush people with that question so i make sure they get, <laughs> I get their knee-jerk reaction but uh, ori hang on one second i'm gonna i'm gonna close the recording but hang on and uh, i want to chat with you just for a second off air sure. but uh, ori hoffmeckler is such a an honor really uh to, to have you on you're a you're a mentor of mine i feel like uh, i've read all your stuff and follow your work closely so thank you so much for being on thank you mark and thank you for inviting me you're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Ori. And uh, you can find all his stuff at defensenutrition.com. I posted on Facebook right after that conversation. I actually went and bought some of the stress uh, or the SAF uh, product that it's on his, the stress activity food that's on his website. Um, and I can't wait to get it. Um, and just because it just makes a lot of sense. And I, I don't usually uh, just go out and buy the, the, the next best thing. I really think there's some, uh, some meat. Ha! Pun intended to to all that. So, um, hopefully, we'll have Ori back on in uh, in uh, in a different capacity. We can talk to him about a different topic. So, um, it is now time for the Simplium Tip of the Week, or I'm sorry, the uh, Humans Being Human segment, where we had a a listener, a loyal listener named Micah, call us or actually emailed me, and uh, man, this was just uh, too too good to pass up. Sort of fit in with uh, the rest of the uh, the majority of the humans being human stories. It has hunting, it has uh, toilet paper, it has all sorts of good stuff. So here's Micah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, Micah, you emailed us, and Rick, I I don't know. I I told you to not like review the email, so it would be new. Yes, I have not read it. I have not. Oh, read you it haven't yet. even read it. Okay, sweet. Oh, excellent. So, so this there there are many elements to the email that I was like, okay, I like that, and that I I can relate with that, and that sounds hilarious. And then the very end, you were like, there's more to it, but I'm tired of writing. Bye. 
Yeah. It's like, that's yeah, pretty you, funny, too. The I way, can I only type, like, five minutes, and then I'm done. It's like, okay, just forget it. It's like <laughs> the way, texting we, thing, you know? Yeah. If I have to text over a couple lines, I'm done. I'll yeah. just call you. Yeah. We are recording, right? Yes. Okay, well, sorry for saying <laughs> you No, I started after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I really wish I had gotten it. Okay, so... <laughs> that, yeah, that's why I started recording, because I was like, man, I missed that, because we were talking about Lexington... And uh, the Battle of Concord, the battles of Concord and Lexington. Stop it with your nerd I just, talk. I just read a Paul Revere book. <laughs> oh, Come on. Paul Revere, well, historically speaking, Lexington, <laughs> the Battle of Concord, Clavin. Shut up. Stop. Shut up. Okay, so speaking okay. of uh, battles and guns, uh, Micah, <laughs> That's a good ta- segue. Yeah, take us into the story here. Um, what, what, how old were you? What year was this? All that, all that good stuff. So um, we were... We were either just in our senior year of high school or um, probably just after that. My memory is pretty much horrible. So we'll go with it's right around 1997. Um, and a buddy of mine, my, pretty much my best friend, um, I would say his name. He'll never listen to this, but <laughs> we'll, we'll just go on with it anyway. We'll call him um, Harold. How about that? Yeah, yeah we, did, uh, we would always do a lot of deer and turkey hunting when we were growing up. Um, we never actually killed anything. We just basically go out to the woods and sit there <laughs> and just fall asleep for a couple hours because we got bored and then get up and walk <laughs> around and scare away any animal that was near us. So there was this one trip um, where we were going turkey hunting. And I don't know if you've ever been turkey hunting, but pretty much if you don't hear a turkey in the morning, it's going it, to, right when you get there, it could be a while before you see day. anything. Yeah, yeah. So um, we invited a friend to go along with us because he was all excited. He was like, oh, yeah, I want to go turkey hunt and see what y'all do. Well, hold on. I want to I want to sort of set up this friend a little more before you continue. So, like, is this okay. like a – it was more of your best friend's friend or, like, was he a – you know, like, Rick and I had another friend and we called ourselves, like, the three horsemen. We were all very good friends. Or was he sort of, like, outside of that – he best was friend. he was really good friends with my best friend, okay. but um, he was more like an acquaintance to me. Okay, okay. that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's important as we move forward. I hope so. You laboriously set that up, Mark. So <laughs> you'll see. Yeah. 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 So, and you may have this uh, backwards, but we'll go with it anyway. Okay. okay. So um, we're sitting. Uh, if you've been turkey hunting, you just go sit in this little turkey blind, which is basically just a big, well, not a big tent, but a little tent with some windows so you can see out and the turkey can't see you. So we're all sounds crammed very in. romantic, by the way. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, if you if you fall asleep, I mean, you, your head might roll over to the next guy's lap or something there like that. So. Oh, talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're all crowded in there. It's cold you got all your warm gear on and pretty much we just fall asleep within the first 15 minutes anyway <laughs> so me and this me and this other guy that went with us we're we're asleep we're just dead out i mean it's we if you know as 18 year olds like you're sitting down there playing video games the night before thinking oh yeah six is no problem we'll get up and it's like so we get out there you're exa- we're just exhausted so we're bored we just fall asleep immediately and we just wake up, me and this other guy, I don't know how at the same time, probably our buddy was, or my best friend was probably poking us or something. We wake up and you just, you just smell. You just like, what, what is the smell in here? It just like, did a cow walk by and take a dump right in front of us? <laughs> but in like, we look over at my buddy and he's just laughing. He's just cracking up and he's just sitting there been farting in the blind for about the last 10 15 minutes waiting for us to woke, very, wake up very poor <laughs> very poor ventilation in the turkey blind as well oh yeah i mean you're outside but everything stays in this small little blind no matter what i feel like knowing people who hunt the manufacturers of blinds would like that should be something they could incorporate in there that would be a popular feature is the fart vent <laughs> yeah yeah like that's and, a necessary thing yeah, and this is my buddy who pretty much carries you know toilet paper around with him anytime we go hunting, fishing, anything. Just ah, because so he's the mark of the group. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's clearly the mark, and I'm the Rick. I'm like the guy's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this again. It's tough being so good looking, isn't it? Wait, hey, you some, enjoy, of, you, some of us got to do it. Micah, you enjoy kissing men as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You got to let your freak flag fly in the turkey blind, baby. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, needless to say, he needs to get up out of the blind and go take a dump. So eventually he does. He gets up, and he's probably gone 15, 20 minutes. And like, me and my other friend are sitting there. We're like, what? 
what is going on? Where is he? Like, what is he doing? Is he lost? Has he fallen down? What? And so we just get up and we were like, well, we're going to go look for him. We're bored anyway. There's no turkey around here. So this is you and your acquaintance that are. Yeah. Coming. This, okay. So yeah. I did. I did have it backwards. So I laboriously set all that up for no reason. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. You ruined the segment. Yeah, it, it's over now. No no sense even going on. Yeah. Hang up and just dial tone. <laughs> yeah. So me and this other guy, we're just walking around. We pop over this little ridge, and right in front of us is my buddy's just white sitting there, like, pointed directly at us. And it's like, this thing ain't never seen sun before in its life. And it's just like, we're kind of just like, you know, you just, you're 18. You're like, oh, hey, there's our, there's our buddy's ass. Let's go. Let's see if we can mess with him a little bit. So, <laughs> like, what? We're, we're, like, looking at him, and he's got his gun up. He's squatted down. We're like, why does he have his gun up? Is he? It's like it's just blowing our mind. So we, like, take a few more steps, and we see these turkeys just, like, shoot off. They were right in front of him. We're like, hmm, well, that was a little disappointing. I guess he was just uh, – these turkeys walked out while he's trying to poop. And then next thing you know – since the turkeys are gone, he just just takes the biggest crap you've ever seen. Well, like me and my friend are just standing there looking at him. We're like, oh, oh, that's that's pretty gross. You it's know, like, it's like an IMAX theater of someone. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you, you might have seen your buddy's butt before as he's moaning you, but you don't want to see anything else yeah, coming out. Yeah, really, of the extent of like butt watching. Yeah, you don't want to see anything going in or coming out of your friend's bottom ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with you? Gross. <laughs> 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 you know, these are the things I catch when uh, I'm listening to your all stories. And it's like as I'm I'm telling them, I'm like, oh yeah, that that that's. That's funny now. So anyway, there's a little bit more to the story. He's turning around. He's like, well, that's what y'all get for walking up and scaring my turkeys away. So we kind of So was figured, this plan to like shoot a turkey while he was crapping? Because that uh, would be pretty awesome. That, that was his plan, what he thought he was going to do. Um, we pretty much thought that was the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. Because this guy is not – he doesn't have any kind of athletic ability at all. So him just squatting down there – like his legs were probably shaking and he was probably spent anyway. Like if these turkeys just like happened to walk right out in front of him. So but, he would just have to punch the turkey in the face. Yeah. 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 yeah so, uh, so, so, so he, he squats down, he gets all his, his pants off and then sees the turkey. And then he's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to move. I don't want to make any false. I don't want to make any weird sense. Picks up his gun. He's about to fire and the, the friends come over the ridge, scare them off, and he's like, ah, what the heck? And then that's basically it, right? Really, any way you can shoehorn a fart noise into a story, Mark. <laughs> it's quite a journey. Yeah, so there's a little bit more. So we end up, like, I'll speed it along a little bit. He gets done, like, we, we've turned around now. We're, like, headed back. So we're not we're not staring at that stuff any anymore at all. So he pops over the ridge, and so we're just going to walk around for a little while. And we come upon this field, and we see there's some turkey out there. So we're like, all right, we're all three going to squat down. And there's not one of us that can actually make a good turkey call whatsoever. So it's just a, a hope and a prayer that they come walking over to us. Uh, but eventually they're not. So, we're, But we're all still squatting down there. And eventually we're like, ah, oh, screw it. We're just going to fire up three shots and go on. So my buddy's counting down. He's like, one, two, three, and all of us go boom. And we shoot, and it, one feather flies off one turkey way out there. <laughs> but the next thing you know, it's like we're starting to walk around a little bit, and it's like there's this smell again. We're like, what is this? Has somebody stepped in something? And we're just like looking over at my buddy, and he just kind of got a little sheepish little grin on his face like, uh-oh. And, yeah, he's, he, pretty, he looks over and says, yeah, I think I had a squirter there back then when we shot. <laughs> so this is this is your friend, the same one that has just gone to the bathroom. Is this the other guy? Yeah, no, no. This is the one that just crapped okay. all in the woods. Unbelievable. And pretty much, he goes off behind a tree, takes his underwear off, and just leaves them there in the woods. And we're like, oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. Well, it, the, 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 part of the parts of the story that, that resonate with me are, you know, pooping in the woods is very human. 
Um, the fact that in your email you said that he always carries toilet paper with him because this happens so much, and that's a great thing. I always having you know toilet paper in your in your pocket because you never know when you're gonna. Mark just leaves the house and puts like ten squares of toilet paper in his back pocket, like. Never know when I might need this. Yeah, you look in this guy's back of his car, and th- there's just at least normally two rolls laying around back there, half unrolled, just been rolling around. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> awesome. Well, Micah, we are out of time, and this uh, we we filled up the humans being human segment with words and other things, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we really appreciate you uh, reaching out to us and and being on the show. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Micah. And you can find all of his uh, funny story material at micah.org. Just kidding. Don't don't go there. I have no idea what that is. But uh, Rick is still talking to his mechanic, and so I'm sure he will uh, buzz back in here at any moment. Hopefully, I timed this right. Um, but it's now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And, and really this week, uh, I know we sort of talked to Luke Norsery about this uh, a few weeks ago, but it's just, you know... I, I think it's just good to be reminded every now and then, like, don't get caught up in stuff, uh, in, in how much like money you make or how much money your, your stuff your neighbors have and trying to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Um, just, just be happy with what you have. Be happy with the relationships that you have. That's really, you know, the whole, the whole meaning of life and the point of life, I, I believe, is like the relationships and how we treat the people around us, how, uh, you know, how the, how people around us view us, I think is, is, uh, Sort of a profound thought. I mean, if you're, if if you were to do like a, a survey to everyone around you about you know answering questions about you, I mean, what what would that you know questionnaires? Where would the tone of it be? Would it be you know he's always mad, or uh, he's conniving, or he's uh, you know just always in a bad mood, or uh, you know like his goals? You know, he doesn't have his priorities straight. That kind of thing. You know, uh, so I always think about like I, how I want my my kids to see me. Is how I want to I want to act like that, uh, and I want to I want to put meaning into those things. So uh, that's what that's the tip of the week. It's just um, just once again, kind of a reminder that it's not about stuff. It's not about really necessarily like if you have an eight pack or whatever. It's just you know live your life, be happy, uh, get good sleep, eat human food, um, move around, and, and and let let exercise and movement fuel your brain and, and your cardiovascular system. And, and just don't stress about stuff and don't worry about stuff. Um, uh, we had some friends of ours recently have a pretty serious house fire and it kind of brought that question back up. You know, if, if you could, you know, what would you take out of your house if it was on fire and you only had a few minutes? Like, I, I would like to get to a point, and I've said this before on the shows, where I would just be fine just walking out of the house, making sure my family's safe, and that's, eh, that's it. You know, I don't think I'm there yet, but uh, I think that's a very healthy and... Um, an attitude that is easily satisfied, um, that's just not expecting so much um, for, as, from, as far as stuff goes. So anyway, that is the tip of the week. All right, Rick's back. You missed the tip of the week. I did miss the tip of the week. Way to go. Well, it was actually good news. Uh, it's brightened my whole day. Uh, we have an old Volkswagen that I drive. It's paid off. And, uh, you know, it has to go to the shop about once a year, usually like, a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars of repairs, which is better than car payment. But the good news I got was like, oh yeah, no, it's not really not that big of a deal. It's you know, hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, oh sweet. sweet. So great news. So I'm enjoying life like a human right now. That is good. All right, you know, we haven't done any of the housekeeping stuff. I didn't do it at the beginning since you just you just sort of disappeared and I just didn't know I didn't I didn't know <laughs> like what to ghost. do. I was like, oh here's a worry health back. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. Oh ghost ate Rick. I did the hot dog section by myself as well. That's uh, what she said Yes, and uh, <laughs> so you can find us online. Well, actually, before we do that, let's let's talk about the resets real quick. We still have a couple, three-ish of the giveaway stuff left. Uh, so if you want to sign up for the Simply Human Reset, it's a 21-day email automation. It basically uh, helps you like change your your behaviors, your sleep patterns, your movement patterns, your palate. To try it's a to- it's a very good way to start on the simply human lifestyle. If you are confused or maybe overwhelmed, or you're like, man, I don't know what he's talking about with this, the the reset is kind of a great way to get into it. Yes, uh, it's sort of a path to your new path. It's not like a do this in 21 days. You'll yeah, it's not it's not like pounds. one of those stupid cleanses. Like do this and lose, you know. 
20 pounds on 21 days. It's not that. There's actually a really great article written, I think it was like the New York Times. It was something reputable uh, about uh, one of the early Biggest Loser contestants. Did you see that? I did read that. And man, we could do a whole segment about this. I know. That's why if you ask me, the simply human, and it's not just because you know I'm not getting paid to say this. You don't pay me, but that's why I like the simply human lifestyle so much. And you can refer to it, and you know, there's a lot of different people that are doing kind of similar things. To what we're talking about, but it's sustainable. Right. You cannot sustain for your whole life, you know, a thousand calories and running four, five miles a day. Four, Eventually, and, you're going to eat because workouts. you're going to be hungry yeah. or you're going to collapse because of lack of you know nutrient. You cannot, sir. You don't. You cannot do that long term. Well, this. That's why I love the simply human lifestyle. Is because it's sustainable. Uh, sustainable because humans have been doing it for our entire existence as a species. That's why we we do it the way we do it. Yeah, you might lose weight a little bit slower. You might not lose ten pounds a week. You might lose like you know a healthy amount, like one or two pounds a week, if you were looking to lose weight. But you'll keep it off because this is a thing you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah, and it's basically like when you do something like that, a Biggest Loser type uh, caloric restriction and just over-exercise, you're basically telling your body like, man, this this world is really bad. I mean, it really is hard to get food. We have to expend a lot of energy to get food, and then when we get it, there's hardly any there. So it's like there's a famine going on. And so ratchet your metabolism down appropriately because I cannot, my body cannot find the nutrients to to, to serve you, uh, for your metabolic functions. So ratchet everything down to emergency levels. Yeah. And it's man, we could talk about this all day, but I did, I've done the, you know, the traditional caloric restriction diets, you know, a few years ago, 1200 calories a day. And yes, absolutely. I lost weight doing 1200 calories a day and working out a bunch. But the thing is, eventually you come to an end where you're like, I cannot eat 1200 calories a day anymore. I have to eat more food. I have to, you know, my body can't do it. And the thing is, that's why it's taken so long, I think for me to have a pretty great success that I'm finally seeing now eating this way, the simply human way is because my metabolism was severely broken. Yeah. My hormones were broken from years and years and years of counting calories. Like, I don't mean counting calories is bad, but I mean like counting calories and saying like your whole life is defined by this number, like, you know, under 1500, under 1200, under a thousand. My metabolism went into Mad Max Thunderdome. You know, there's no food. You live in a, you know, a futuristic hellscape uh, and you have to eat sand. And so my body ratcheted down, which is what it's supposed to do. And uh, we could talk about this all day. I don't want to get too far off track, but that's why what we're doing, I think is so awesome yeah. Uh, what we're talking about, why it's such an effective method is because I can eat like this forever. Yeah, so uh, so email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Uh, you can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com or you can just go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. And there's all the information on the on the resets, and I've uh, got some testimonial. I got a link to some testimonials there from people that have gone through it and stuff. So, um, and th- there's also links to the nutrients, the the multivitamin, and the skinny fat. And there's a coupon. Yeah, if you want to, if you if you're interested in those products without the Simply Human reset, by all means, yeah, yeah you can absolutely. just buy the vitamins or the yeah. skinny fat or both without having like, oh, you know, I feel like I don't need the reset. I feel like I'm pretty good, but I'm looking for vitamins. You can just get them straight for the website. Right, and that's and that's and that's not through. I mean. There's a link on my website, but I'm not selling them. Like they, yeah, yeah, it's Carlton. Yeah, it's it's Carlton Nutrition sells them, and they're they they've been on the show. They've become good friends, and I I believe in their stuff. So they're they're actually. But we have a coupon code, so you can save a little bit of money if you you know drop our drop our coupon code on there. Yes, and uh, any any link on the uh, website that you click on, it's like an Amazon link. Uh, it's kind of like what Vinny Tortorich does. Like we get, I think I get like a, a penny for every like pair of glasses. Didn't you stuff. send me like a screenshot of like your Amazon check one time, and it was like a dollar forty yeah. or something crazy it's like, like it's, that? It's not even big enough for them to like give it to me. You know, it's like <laughs> it has to get past like eight dollars or something for them to actually like let you have it. So it's like, yeah. Wow. So anyway, if you like the show and you buy some of those things on Amazon, if you just just click through our links. Mark gets a little teeny tiny taste of it. Yeah, very <laughs> teeniest tiny. of all tastes. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, we do have coming up. Uh, John Smith is coming back on the show, and we're basically going to let you interview John Smith for. Like I cannot hour. wait because you screwed me out of all my questions <laughs> the last time because you did it when yes. I couldn't do it. But I have. If you are someone who is interested in endurance running training and you don't know anything about it. And you want to talk about that. You want to have questions answered about zone two specific training. You don't know what that means. You're, you know, tune into the next show. I'm going to 
pick John's brain nonstop. He's going to hate me afterwards because <laughs> I'm just going to just pepper him with a thousand questions. Yeah. So that's, and the show is going to be uh, eight hours long too. There you go. Sean Croxton, Kate Galliette, all coming up on the show. And I have other people that I'm, uh, in, in contact with trying to schedule stuff. So, uh, lots of cool stuff coming up on the show and, uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Leave us a review on iTunes uh, yes. with at least one word and enter yourself in for the January t-shirt giveaway. And I guess next time we'll probably give away for Payson person person it's not a word person facebook someone puppies yeah if you don't if you don't reach out to us by then this is becoming like the greatest theme ever of our show yeah then i guess next show we'll give it away leave us a review it helps us it helps you it helps everyone and you can get a free shirt we're gonna start a new podcast the title is gonna be finding facebook person someone puppies that's gonna be really funny um, it'll be ranked higher than Simply Human <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do one like 10 minute show and it'll be like number 10 yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and Facebook I did put a YouTube channel or a, a YouTube uh, video up on the channel about uh, the title I think was What's in My Pantry it was basically a video of me oh, I thought you were going to say What's in My Pants <laughs> I did I have a What's in Vienna My Pants <laughs> Baby carrots. I have a uh, a what's in my freezer uh, coming up on the YouTube channel and a what's okay. in my refrigerator kind of deal. Just showing like here's what I have in my house to eat. Um, uh, so there's all that good stuff there. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Uh, and so uh, I think that's it. We mentioned the iTunes uh, giveaway t-shirt giveaway thon the review. So uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply By the way, very, oh. very, 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 very <laughs> I'd like to make a small personal appeal. Okay. If you like what we do, if you like, you know, what Mark tweets out, if you like what we put on the Facebook page, share it. If for nothing yeah. else, to get the message out to all of your Facebook people or your Twitter followers or, you know, whatever that stuff is, just, you know, spread the message about the Simply Human Lifestyle. It helps us, you know, get what we're talking about. We're very passionate about it, obviously. It helps get it out there into the ether maybe some people that are looking for you know a more sustainable path and are interested and they're ready to to make a commitment so share us on social media please if you like us uh, that will help us drastically to what we're doing so there we go or if you don't like us you can bash us and but share us anyway yeah you can share it and be like look at these stupid idiots (laughs) either way any good any publicity any good publicity is good publicity um so, uh, uh, oh yeah, well, one last thing. Just uh, thanks for making us part of your day. Obviously, there's yeah. a lot of options out there, so we appreciate it. All right, now, that'll do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, he's about to fire, and the, the friends come over the ridge, scare them off, and he's like, ah, what the heck? And then that's basically it, right? Really, any way you can shoehorn a fart noise into a story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a journey. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>